You're listening to Welcome to Eloma, a podcast for highly ambitious dreamers who get shit done. I'm your host, Kylie Peters. This is a space where we talk about leading with greater self-awareness. Now, many entrepreneurs become accidental business owners and many owners therefore become accidental leaders. And I think the same can be said to be true about corporate. So many managers are promoted into leadership roles without having any real training in leading people. And leading is not easy. There's no one size fits all. So having a greater sense of self-awareness, your triggers, how you function, your strengths, et cetera, it's really important to know, especially when you're looking at leading a team or anyone, <laughs> really. Uh, so today's guest, Zoveg Garbushian. She's a founder of Boldness Ablaze Coaching, keynote speaker. She's also an executive coach and a trainer. And with over 25 years of professional experience in brand marketing, organizational effectiveness, and leadership development, her goal is to deepen self-awareness so leaders can lead with less stress and more ease. That sounds so nice. That being said, welcome to Iloma Zovig. Thank you so much, Kylie. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. Um, we could talk about lots of things, but today we're going to focus on self-awareness. So Zovig, talk to me about self-awareness. Now, most people I feel like would be like, yeah, no, okay. I know what self-awareness is. Moving on. <laughs> great. But I'm sure there's things that we're missing. So talk to me, what are we missing? What are the common misconceptions about having a solid sense of self-awareness? Yeah, I, I love that you start there because it is true. When we hear thing, when we hear the word self-awareness, we're like, yeah, and, or it's mm -hmm. something that shows up in social media and it's so, it can be so used in ways that sort of render it meaningless. So when I think about self-awareness, what I'm thinking about is that it is an, I define it as an ongoing relationship with ourselves mm. and it is not a one and done. It is not something that we can just, oh, I know myself and then that's it because we evolve throughout our lives, much like any relationship evolves, right? Like, so my relationship with my husband evolves, our relationship with our families change, with our colleagues, everyone that we know these relationships, if they are long-term, they will see evolution. And the same thing happens with ourselves. And just like any relationship, it requires time and attention and focus. And so at its core, how I see self-awareness is the relationship that we have with ourselves. The parts of that that we might be more familiar with are things like our personalities, our tendencies, how we respond or react to things, our emotions. Um, but I think one of the things that we can also forget is that self-awareness also impacts how we engage with the world around us. So mm, the more self-aware we are... <laughs> Yeah, the more self-aware we are, the more access we have to change the things that aren't working and create the things that do. Mm -hmm. So there, you know, if I'm, if I am, if I am the more self-aware that I can become, then the more aware I can become about how I engage with people and the mm -hmm. world around me. I have a set of beliefs and perceptions and attitudes about who I am and what the world is all about, right? Like we all have these beliefs yeah. and perceptions and attitudes. We may or may not be aware of them at all times, but they do affect That's how true. we engage with the world. 
Yeah, that's true. We do. It, it, it does directly impact how we engage with the world, the choices that we make, how we respond to people, how we deal with conflict, challenge, change. Those things run on the back. They run in the background and they often start when we're young and they can be influenced by our families, our culture, our faith, our institutions, the environment, all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that stuff is so in us, we don't even know it's there but it's working in the background. And Mm -hmm. so self-awareness and the relationship we have with ourselves is about bringing that stuff to the surface so we can see it. And then we can make conscious choice about whether or not it works for us Mm -hmm. because sometimes that stuff doesn't work for us. There's a lot that I have sort of dismantled and undone and unlearned over the course of my lifetime because I realized, oh, that's actually not mine. But unless we turn our attention to it, like any relationship, we don't necessarily have access to change it. So when you say like, that's not mine, meaning it's like inherited by somebody else. And then you just kind of put it in your back pocket, forgot it was there kind of thing. Yeah. It's inherited by me, you know? So a lot of this can come from family stuff, right? The way our families do things. It's just the way a funny story I had years ago, I was in a Weight Watchers group and the leader of the Weight Watchers group said, you know, my mom would always uh, get a roast for the holidays and she would trim off the ends both ends and she would put them in the pan. And so I grew up doing that. And then somebody asked me, why do you do that? And she said, gosh, I don't know. And it turns out she went and asked her mom why she did that. And she said, oh, it's, it's just because my pet, my pan wasn't big enough to fit it. I've heard that story. <laughs> so it's such a this- good, yeah, it's a good example. It's like, <laughs> right, why do we carry right, some but- of these things around? Right. And this, so that's a really sort of, you know, innocuous example, but like I, you know, I'm a first generation Armenian woman. So I was given a set of beliefs and behaviors and Mm -hmm. ways we do things, you know, and especially as a girl, being a young girl, um, there were things you did and things you did not do. Yeah. And so I was given that stuff. And then at a certain point, we start going out into the world. We go to school, we engage with other communities and we realize, oh, this isn't how it's always done. And I don't actually like this. Mm-hmm. This doesn't work for me. Yeah. But we have to start paying attention to it in order to address it. We have to have the courage to think for ourselves. But before yeah. we can do that, we have to be aware enough to identify the Correct. things that might be you know, popping up little flags or triggers. That's right. That's exactly right. I love that. Um, So this can show up through our whole lives. Like the example you just gave with the the ham, right? Um, But this shows up on our daily lives. How does this show up in leadership? Like when it comes to leading a team, whether you're the entrepreneur or the business owner, or whether you're within a corporation, like how does this show up in leadership? And, and how can we leverage this? Yeah. I think one of the most obvious ways it can show up is that, you know, if you are leading people, like you have a team or you are in, in any sort of role where you are collaborating with other people, we can often think and assume that our experience of something is that represents others' experiences of that same thing. Yep. And so we don't stop to get curious about what that experience is like for other people. We just kind of drive, drive the truck, you know, wearing, you know, uh, a scarf over our eyes and, Mm -hmm. and we're just sort of not paying attention to what we might be falling off the back of the truck (laughs) at the time, because we're just not, we're not aware enough of our own stuff 
And so we make the assumption that it's the same for Kylie as it is for me. Yeah. And so I think in leadership roles, particularly if you are leading teams with, you know, and people or, or I think this applies to everything, but let's just talk about like a leader from that definition. Like I have a team or I run a company, Sure. I'm making decisions, I have influence. If our assumptions are that my people's experience is the same as mine, then I'm not giving them the, the credit, the acknowledgement, the attention and the intention that they deserve. Right. And so mm -hmm. we miss a lot when we make that assumption. And sometimes learning that we are incorrect about that are those are, those are could be really hard moments. They could, it could be tied to failure, like a big failure, a financial failure or some other kind of failure. It could also just be someone coming up to me and saying, having the guts to say, Hey, Zovig, uh, it doesn't work like that for me. Yeah. You know, so at some point we have to, we learn these things, but you know, some of us can move through our lives without paying attention to those signs and signals that, that we are just making the assumption that it's the same experience across the board. I think when we become aware of our experience, I can put a name to it. I can understand yes. where my thinking came from, how it showed up, um, what's mine, what's not. Then I immediately get more curious about what's going on for you. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that when I think of self-awareness, I think of it as having three components. And they sort of build on each other. And the first mm -hmm. one is curiosity about myself. Yep. And the second one is compassion for myself. And the third one is acceptance of myself. So, but it has to start with curiosity. Why do I react this way? Mm -hmm. Why do I have these feelings in these types of situations? Why do I always cut the ends of the roast off before I put it mm -hmm. in the pan? Mm-hmm. So we have curiosity about ourselves. When we get curious, it opens the door to us being able to have more compassion for ourselves in those moments where I'm not particularly lovable, or I have made a horrible mistake about something, or I am feeling embarrassment or shame or sadness, right? All of those times, that is when the compassion for ourselves matters the most. Yeah. Because it is really easy to be happy for ourselves when we're doing great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but when we're not, oh, look at those fireworks that just went off behind I me. Know. How exciting. <laughs> I don't know what setting this um, is, but there you go. Yeah, that was, that was great. Um, you know, <laughs> it's really happy to, it's, sorry, it's really easy to be happy for myself and like myself when I'm doing great things, right? When I'm succeeding. But when yeah. I am spiraling or if I make a mistake or I don't know or I'm confused or I get into a fight with my husband or something like that where I'm just in the wrong and, and I could have done better. Mm -hmm. Those are the moments where, yes, there is learning, but there's also compassion for myself. But unless yeah. I get curious about why those things happen, compassion doesn't stand a chance. And once I get compassionate for myself, I can start to accept what I am and who I am and what I am not. Yeah. And that it's okay. Yeah. Well, and the, when we do, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. When we do those things for ourselves, we are then more able to do them for other people. So our yeah. relationships with others become, it's a positive correlation. The better my relationship is with myself, the better it becomes with others. And I, I love what you said in terms of um, acceptance of ourselves and what, I, and what we are not. Because mm -hmm. I think so often, and I'd like to think that the narrative is changing, but I think so often... Um, you know, we talk about strengths and weaknesses and for so long we are told like, oh, well, you have weaknesses, you should strengthen them. And it's like, well, um, but we're not all intended 
to be great at every single thing that's that's literally impossible as a human being. And so instead, yeah. getting to your point, getting curious about why we are the way that we are so we can yeah. be more compassionate with ourselves when times are not peachy keen, right? And yeah. then accept ourselves for who we are in the beauty that is unique to us. I think that's that's a great reminder of humanity and yeah. to your point too um, taking that to, to the leadership standpoint of mm-hmm. we have to, I, I love that you brought up the, the idea of so often we assume that other people's experience is the same as ours. And I think yeah. that's one thing that as a leader, we have to, to all of your points, question that, be curious about that because otherwise there could be a real missed opportunity, um, to truly see somebody in the way that they need to be seen. Yeah. And I think that is the basis for so much of the exclusion that goes on at work and the experiences yeah. that happen for people in, in, you know, communities that are, that are, uh, you know, gendered communities, like when the community of communities of women or the communities that form all of the wonderful, uh, ERG groups at work, like there are, there's a place for them to share their experience. And there mm-hmm. is acknowledgement that yes, your experience is different. And valid. And when, and valid. Thank you. And valid. Yes. But is if you're a leader that is just assuming that, well, this is the way I know it and this is how I do it and it always has worked for me. Well, that could mm-hmm. all very well be true. And when you've got people of different thought, different background, different experience, it's not going to be true for them. Mm-hmm. Parts of it might be, but not all of it. Yeah. So it's worth it to get curious about why it works for you first. And then we give that, we can give that away to people more easily, but it has to start with us first. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's, there's so many trainings and all these things that we can do, but I think the big idea that I'm hearing from you is like, we have to go internal. If you're not willing to look internal first, and I know I, I talk about this in like when we, I talk about the DNA of success and, and the framework, but you have to start with yourself first. And I, you know, I'm going to go out on a ledge and I'm going to say, this is just a statement for humanity. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care who you are, if you're leading people or if you're not leading people, if you own a company mm-hmm. or if you don't own a company, I don't care who you are. Like, I think everybody needs to focus on understanding internal first before we yeah. have any shot at showing up for anybody else. Yeah. You know, I, I am reminded of something that happened a couple of weeks ago in a training. We were talking about, um, there, I, I worked with so many people who are, they are givers and they are of service, right? They want to give and they want to take care of, and they want mm-hmm. to solve people's problems and just give and give and give and give and give. And then they don't give to themselves. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right. Right. And so yes, to a degree, we can be loving and compassionate with other people, even if we're not being that way with ourselves to a degree, Mm -hmm. but we can only go so far because we only have so much in our compassion reserves. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. only have so much in our problem solving reserves for others. If we are not replenishing ourselves, Mm -hmm. we will run out. And then there, then what comes is the giver's resentment Mm. and the, you know, and the giver's like, no one ever helps me. And Mm. why am I always doing this for other people? But they still keep doing it. 
Yeah. So there is something really important about starting the inner work. And I know that's another really generic term or it's become genericized, but it is inner, it is inner curiosity. It is inner work Mm -hmm. and, and there's nothing to fix, right? There's nothing broken in any, uh, any of us. There's nothing broken or wrong. This is, uh, Hey, is this working for me in the life that I want to create? That's the question I like to ask. And the question that I give to my clients when we're coaching, it's not that it's wrong for you to do it your way, Kylie, if it works great. Mm-hmm. but is it working to the degree that you want it to work? Is there something else you're craving? Is there another result you want? That's yeah. when it, that's when, that's when we need to start looking inside and going, is this working for me? Yeah. And then there's like tweaks. Is this what I wanted to actually create. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's just, there's nothing to do and nothing to fix about yourself. You get to decide, you get to choose like, does this work for me? Is this who I want to be? Is this how I want to show up? Mm-hmm. Well, you and know, it's, it's not. Yeah. If it's not, then there's something to look at. Yeah. Uh, and it, they're all choices. I was just talking about this with somebody else. Like every single thing we do all day long is a choice. Some are subconscious and some are very intentional. Right. But yeah. they're all choices. And so to your point, like you get to choose how you show up. You get to choose if this is working for you. And I just want to circle back to something you said a moment ago that, you know, especially people often, it's been my experience, oftentimes people in the service space, like coaches, consultants, to your point, people who want to give, whether they're volunteers, et cetera, right? Um, we, We want to help, right? We want to help. But I had this moment this summer, so you just reminded me of it. Um, with, I was with a group of other women entrepreneurs and we were talking about like the things that we want to do. And I was talking about all the, the services I want to create within my business. And they were like, okay, Kylie, this is great. You're uniquely positioned to do this. It's going to be awesome, Mm -hmm. but you have to remember to figure out how to give back to yourself exactly to your point, because we forget that. Yeah. We forget that. And that's so critical. And so uh, just to anybody listening right now, I just want to highlight what Zovig was just talking about because we give and we give and we give. But if we don't remember to take care of ourselves, mm-hmm. we have nothing left to give in many cases. And so it's yeah. it's this very tricky balancing act. Yeah, it is. And giving to yourself can simply be taking a little bit of space Mm-hmm. It can simply be a lovely little congratulatory, I love you, thank you to myself in a moment where like I did, it can look a number of different ways, mm-hmm. right? Another term that sort of gets thrown around is self-care, but mm-hmm. but we do need to care for ourselves to build a relationship for ourselves. If mm-hmm. I expect that my relationship with a friend or a partner continues to give to me, yet I put nothing into it, it will run out, the relationship will end. Yeah. It's the same when we, when we are relating to ourselves. The accelerator is exactly what you've been looking for. If you're either an executive woman ready to leave corporate and start your own thing, but don't know where or how to get started, or you're an existing woman, small business owner, and you're ready to level up your business. We've built a -a one-of-a-kind six-month training program with over a dozen industry experts that took me nearly a decade to assemble. And I am delivering this to you on a platter. I have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars and months of wasted time and energy over the last decade by not having these resources available to me. 
and I want to change the way women are running their businesses so they can make more money faster with less anxiety and fewer unreliable partners, which is why we've built the Accelerator. It's time to level up and make sure you're leveraging your business to support the life you want to be living personally, professionally, and financially. Learn more at rixrixaccelerator.com. Okay, I have to ask just a quick off-the-cuff question. What are some of your favorite ways to give back to yourself? Um, I... I do. So I spend, I can spend a lot of time alone. Like I'm really good alone. I enjoy time by myself. And yeah. so I've been journaling since I was seven. And so I consistently, do, like, consistently since I was seven. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even when I had the little Hello Kitty diary with the little lock on it, right. That oh did nothing gosh. like I, that's, so I do love to spend a lot of time writing. Um, and that is a joy for me to get into my bed or sit on the couch with a blanket and, you know, have a cup of tea with my dog next to me and just write about whatever and not care yeah. about punctuation, spelling. If no one's going to read it, but me, like that's a joy and a replenishment to me. Uh-huh. I love a good indoor cycling class. Oh my goodness. I love a spin. <laughs> <laughs> I love a spin. I love to dance on a bike. Um, I am a shopper. And so I love fashion. And so while I cannot be spending hordes of money all the time on clothes and things, I will find something small, like a pair of earrings on sale, you know, like that's something for me. Um, and, and sometimes I just, and I mean, I work for myself, so I do have this, I work pretty much every day to some degree, but like Fridays, usually by noon, I'm like, we're done. It's over for the week. You know, I'll be back at it for a few hours over the weekend, most likely. I mean, you know how it goes. Like I can work when I feel like when it feels like I'm being most productive. Mm -hmm. But Fridays, I I cut out early. I'm I'm done. I don't schedule anything. So those are some ways I like to give back to myself. Also, there are a small number of people who I just really enjoy being with. My circle of people has gotten smaller and smaller the older I've gotten. My husband is one of them. Yeah, he's (laughs) replenishing for me. That's good that your husband's in that My husband's one of them. You know, know, I really can make each other laugh and laughter is a really big replenisher for me, just jokes and sarcasm. and, um, And then a couple of really good friends, if I can connect with them. That's replenishing. Also, yeah. buying a new hair product is replenishing. I mean, these are really small things. But they they're important. Big, but they're important. It's good to name it and to know it for yourself. Yeah. Um, small tangent. Years ago, uh, when I had broken up with an ex-boyfriend and all my friends were like dating people and I was like, I'm by myself all the time. What am I going to do? I literally made a list of things that I like to do. Uh-huh. that make me happy so yeah. that when I like had alone time and I didn't know what to do with myself, I didn't have to think about it. I just looked at this list mm. and it became so helpful. So yeah. for anybody listening right now, if you are just not sure how to delight yourself, <laughs> like delight yourself, that's great. Just I love delight, that. Uh, you know, yeah. make a list and it could be all of the things that Zoeg you just listed off and, and so many more. Um, but yes, delight yourself. Uh, Zoeg, For people who are trying to figure this out, trying to be their best versions of themselves, what are some of the consequences if we don't do this internal work before we start to lead other people? Um, So I like to think of this as sometimes consequences, but also missed opportunities. Okay, I think 
Yeah, I think it can, it can be both, right? I think that you can yep. have dire consequences when you're not paying attention. Um, but a lot of the stuff that happens day to day, there's just these missed opportunities. There's a missed opportunity for deeper connection with myself and with others. Like relationship building happens really, it's, it's, in, it's fueled and enhanced by a relationship we have with ourselves. Um, if you're known to ruminate and overthink things and question yourself when you've made a choice or always wanting to decide by committee because you're not sure if you can make the choice on your own or mm. you experience, and I hate this term, but there's no other term for it yet, but the imposter experience, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I belong here. I don't know how to use my voice in this experience. All of that stuff, when we don't have a deep connection with ourselves, the door is open for all of that stuff to creep in. Yep. But if I know who I am, then when I'm sitting in a meeting where say I'm the only woman mm -hmm. or I'm pitching a client, even if it doesn't work, even if it doesn't go well, I still know who I am. So I'm more grounded. Yeah. The confidence exists and I have more access to it because I'm clear on who I am and the value I provide. Mm -hmm. But if I don't do that work to get clear on who I am and the value I provide, that's the inner work of it. I might lose myself in those moments that are higher stakes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something too to, to call out is that sometimes it's hard to name the value that you provide. And sometimes yeah. oh, that's yeah. like a revolving thing. So it's helpful to have people around you sometimes to help you yeah. see the things that you can't always see for yourself. Yes. Community is a huge component of resilience. Having people around you Such who, a good statement. yeah, yeah. Sometimes we can't look, we, we can do a lot on our own, but honestly, life is better and easier when there are people involved. Mm -hmm. I mean, actually, I'm going to retract that statement. I don't know that we can truly do anything alone. Like, I think there is always something or someone involved in some way. Um, but if we call on the communities, even if it's just two or three people, in the times that we need the support that yeah. builds our resilience because we know someone has our back. Mm -hmm. So we don't feel alone when something goes haywire. Yeah. Um, so I think being with people is an important part of building your resilience and building those relationships with people comes from being self-aware and, and, and wanting to know ourselves. If I don't want to know me, how can I want to know other people? And also, how can you expect anyone else to really want to know you? That's right. That is right. There's like, a, and that's a missed opportunity. That is a huge so missed opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And there are consequences. People, you know, self, unself-aware leaders, people, your people will quit. Mm -hmm. If things get bad enough, your people will quit. I had a couple of managers in my lifetime that I would say at the time they were not aware of how they were showing up and engaging with their world. And I, was like my only choice here. I could, I could choose to stay and endure. And then I chose not to, I will find something else. Mm -hmm. And I, and I fortunately did. Um, but I was choosing, you know, I was hustling to find something else because that was not going to work for me when I was being treated in a way that was just not common, even just common courtesy. Mm -hmm. Well, and unfortunately, so I think there I are think big consequences. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. have had shared experiences similar to that. And, you know, it's just yeah. the reality. Um, yeah. So Vig, you're very passionate about this, which is lovely. I am. 
why, why is this such a hot topic for you? Why do you care so much? I think self-awareness is the answer to a lot of our challenges in life. I really have the conviction that the more we understand about ourselves, the easier things can become. And I want to clarify by saying that does not mean life doesn't have its blowout trauma and horrible experiences. I'm, I am under yep. no misgivings that I'm not a puppies and rainbows person. That is not me. Yeah. But I think that when we experience those things, if we have a better relationship with ourselves and we know who we are, we can move through them in a different way. Yep. We won't get stuck and hung up on why things didn't work or why this happened to me or, you know, why it was this way. We can go, we can look at things for what they are and be truthful about them, understand our role in them, how big or how small, I don't know, but understand, okay, well, how did I end up here? Mm-hmm. And then make a choice to move out. And our choices, by the way, Kylie, are not always the most ideal. Like sometimes life hands us choices where one is okay and one is really bad or one is bad and one is terrible. Yeah. We always have, right? Like to, to have to leave a job as a remedy for a bad boss, that's not an ideal choice. But it's a reality. But I had to look at it, but it's, it's a reality and it was available to me at that time. There mm-hmm. are lots of things that occur where we have to make choices that we don't want to make. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's life becomes easy. No, I'm no. not saying that at all. Yeah. I'm saying how we feel through the experience changes. And how we're capable of showing up. I don't question myself up. as much. Yeah. That's right. And how we're capable of showing up. Yeah. What are some things if, as people are listening and they're nodding along and they're like, yes, 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 but how, what are some things that we can start doing for ourselves right now to create a greater sense of self-awareness for ourselves? And, and how can we start to build that within our teams? Yeah. Some of the easiest things that we can do, one is to practice some curiosity. When I make a choice, when I have a, I just love it. It's a great word. It's a great word. I think it's the new buzzword in business, which I'm all for. I'm down. I, I think that, yeah, practicing curiosity, like there's curiosity, there's compassion and there's acceptance. And the first step is getting curious about why did I say that? Why did I react that way? Why do I respond like that? Why does this thing keep showing up in my life over and over and over again, even though I thought I resolved it? Yeah. That is one place to start in developing your self-awareness. There are outside tools and resources. If you have the means for therapy or coaching or communities that are sort of group learning experiences, like do those if they Mm -hmm. are available to you and you can access them. Mm -hmm. There are ways at work we can create, you know, I know that a lot of leaders have, they've created their own board of directors where Mm -hmm. you get feedback and insight from people, you know, like you're an entrepreneur, Kylie, like I'm sure you have a, a, a small group of people around you who can give you feedback and insight and sort of put a mirror in your face. Mm-hmm. And then there are even small moments like at the beginning of your team's meetings, doing what an, a former coach of mine calls um, successes and appreciations. You go, you open up the floor and say, who has a success or appreciation they want to share this week? So I might have a success where I get to say, I did this and I would mm-hmm. love all of you to know. Mm-hmm. Or you might say, I want to acknowledge Zovic because she helped me out with such and such this week. Sometimes everyone in the meeting has something to say. Sometimes it's just one person, but having regular practices like that, Mm -hmm. where you're acknowledging the human behind the work and there's an element of reflection there can help develop self-awareness. I love that. 
Performance reviews are a time for self-awareness and those can be done with a lot of compassion and in the spirit of growth, not in the, here are the boxes you checked and here are the boxes you did not check, which yeah. is why you're not getting your bonus this year. You know, like I think reviews have a lot, a long way to go to be effective and still a well, lot of companies. Well, and they're hard but to do well. They are. They are, which is why we need training and this kind of work we need help. at work. <laughs> yeah, yes, we, we need, need to, to ask start- for help and we need help. Yes, we yeah. need to start showing at work that the inner stuff is what creates the outer performance. But Kylie, no one ever got a bonus for being the most self-aware, right? Wouldn't it's not something we're nice, rewarded though, for. Yet, until now, <laughs> up until now, maybe, up maybe that like, shit. You know, so it's like, okay, well, if I'm not going to get rewarded for this, either monetarily or in other ways, I'm going to put my attention on doing and doing and doing and doing and doing and being so busy and producing that we just leave ourselves behind. Yeah, but and I, we don't and, even know how we got where we got. And I want to just add on to that too. For anybody who's listening and that just resonated, um, I want to just add a, a gentle reminder because so often we are judged on our output, but there's so much potentially greater value in creating the space to slow it down and to think and produce something greater at a different in a different capacity or a different speed or in, in a different way by taking a step back and slowing it down so that we can really think through what we do because Zovig, ex- exactly to your point so often we are judged on our output mm-hmm. and that's not the best metric for success all the time no no it's one metric for success yes but it's become it seems to have become the only metric and then when we get handed that as here's how you're being measured and evaluated and mm-hmm. here's how we're determining determining that you have value here at such and such company mm-hmm. or you know um we forget we can become disconnected with who we are because we're spending so much time doing we spend more time yep. doing than versus being being Yep. Doing versus being classic coaching, doing versus being, <laughs> doing just, versus being. And just get and in when, there. When we know, just get in there. That's right. Get when, in there. When we know who we, <laughs> when I love we that. know more about who we are. Yeah. Advice from Kylie, just 2024, just, just get in there. Just get in there. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. I like that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I used to take a, um, there was this woman who I took her classes. She had uh, virtual classes even before the pandemic. She taught trampoline jumping stuff. Oh my God. So cool. Yeah. I was on a little personal trampoline and she would always say, just do it. Just get in it. (laughs) And I just thought that was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to get in it. I'm in it. So it was very motivating. Um, anyway. Yeah. So, so, uh, yes. You asked me why I care about this because at, at my core, Kylie, I, I believe it is an outrage for people to walk around and not understand the value that they are and the greatness that they bring and the magic that they have just being who they naturally are without all the performance. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, at, it hurts my heart that we do this to ourselves. Yeah. 
And I do believe that if we spend more time understanding who we are and learning about who we are, that stuff can slowly start to diminish over time. And then we can just be who we're naturally supposed to be and do the things to the maximum capacity that we can. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And it's, it's a balance. And I think it's always, uh, you know, it's, we, we find time to be when, when as much as we can so that we can show up to do, and then we do so we can create space so that we can be. And it's, it's this give and take this crazy little thing called life. Um, Zovig, there's so much going on right now. What are you most excited about? What are you working on that you want to share a little bit about? Um, so I am excited because I, I too am launching a podcast in the spring and it is about this very topic, self-awareness Lovely. at work. Um, I also like you and I mean, I met you Kylie through a professional speaking program that we did, you yeah. know, in t- earlier this year, this eight month intensive. And, um, so I have been working on uh, speech and, um, building that part of my business to share mm-hmm. more about self-awareness at work. Um, and I'm just, I'm just excited to become more of who I'm supposed to be this year. Like I just feel mm. a little more unleashed, a little more dialed into myself, a little less giving a, you know what, you know, and <laughs> right. And you all know what I'm talking about. And, oh, yeah. and, um, and just saying what needs to be said, asking the questions without worry of, getting it wrong. Like stop worrying so much about getting it wrong so I can go after the things that matter to me. That's the stuff that excites me and helping other people find their ways to do that too. Amen. Um, I would just mic drop right there, but I have two more questions for you. Um, (laughs) so we're going to, we're going to carry on that momentum and then we'll let you be on with your day. Uh, what is the impact that you want to make on the world or what legacy do you want to leave? I, you know, you said it at the very beginning when you read my bio, uh, you said helping leaders lead with less stress and more ease. I would love to be able to help people find and access more ease in everything they do. That is the impact. If I have done that, I feel like I'm winning. Yes to that. Also, what a great marketing strategy. Hi, I'm just going to make everything easier for you. Sign me up. I'm in. What do you want? What are you selling? Give me some of that. Yes. Yes. That's a great marketing move. I love it. Um, Okay. Last question for you. What is your greatest insight or discovery about life and entrepreneurship? Oh my goodness. That just when I thought I had it licked, I, I'm, I'm like at a new level. (laughs) Just just when I thought I knew what I was doing, here comes something else to remind me. I don't know anything about anything. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I like that phrase. That's okay. (laughs) Yes. I like that phrase. I I really believe like, I don't think it gets easier. You get better. Like it just, there's always a new something. Yeah. And then we're just asked to level up. Yeah. And every time you get good at something, then you want to take a bigger risk. You want to go Mm -hmm. further. So yeah, it's going to be a challenge again. Mm -hmm. So there's just a constant, it's why we got to be constantly engaged with ourselves to be learning about Mm -hmm. ourselves because we're always leveling up. Yeah. Ah, I love it. Zovig, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Um, If people are listening and they're like, I want more of that, how can they find you? How can they get in touch with you? 
Yeah. So you can find me at my website if you want to talk about executive coaching or training uh, at boldnessablazecoaching.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. I, I hang out on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. So you can find me there at Zovig Garbushin. And if you want, you can send me an email at zovig at boldnessablaze.com and I will uh, connect with you there. Awesome. We'll make sure that that information is also in the show notes for anybody listening. Uh, please go ahead and leave us a review. Zovig has shared so many great little tips and tricks and uh, helped us open up our eyes. And uh, Zovig, uh, thank you so much for your time. And you. um, I just appreciate having you on the show. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much, Kylie. Are you struggling with recruiting the right talent, employee or team retention, engagement and advocacy, innovation, building your team's business and leadership skills? We are bringing entrepreneurial skill sets, business acumen, and ownership mindset to organizations to help them build entrepreneurs with our entrepreneur training program. This new program will help companies and organizations elevate their talent and increase profitability by expanding tangible business skill sets, improving cross-department functionality and communication, amplifying leadership capabilities, and so much more. If you'd like to learn more, check out rixitp.com and book a discovery call today. To continue learning how to better build your business and make your vision a reality, subscribe to the Welcome to Eloma email list at welcometoeloma.com.